Welcome to the very first episode of 16-0, a Counter-Strike podcast focusing on creating new conversation in the Counter-Strike community. Um, your hosts are myself, Jay Wholesome, and my good friend, Dub. Yeah. Uh, so today, uh, in this episode, we're going to be talking about some lesser talked about topics, and that's going to be our segment called Behind the Smoke. And then later on, we're going to go ahead and look towards the champion stage, uh, do our pick them, talk a little bit about the matchups, and then uh, that'll be it. Yeah, that sounds good. So our first segment, Behind the Smoke, is basically going to be focused on some of the starting conversations that aren't necessarily talked a whole lot about. Um, so, for example, in the current state of the game, like everyone is talking about the AUG and everyone is talking about Astralis being perfect and whether Liquid can beat them. And so while those are like super interesting topics, we're going to talk about um, some of the lesser known or less important quote unquote subjects. Yeah, so to kick this segment off, uh, I'm going to be going a little bit into big and their 03 run. It's pretty unexpected, honestly. A lot of people had high expectations of them going into it. And just going to break down a little bit why it might have happened and why uh, fans of Big should not be concerned, really, long term. Uh, obviously, that team's led by Gabi, who's one of the best IGLs that's ever touched the game. Um, they didn't have a lot of time going into it. Uh, first, bringing in Zanteris, um, that's got to be a big, big change for them. Uh, and then and then Smuya leaving, uh, and then next coming back. So two lineup changes within two months kind of creates a little bit of instability on the team. Not instability necessarily, but just having to recreate systems for them. And so that, that could obviously contribute. Um, Denteris obviously wasn't fragging out. Maybe he's not comfortable. And then, uh, then looking at the maps played, a lot of people critique them on playing Mirage a lot in the in the legend stage and you know where am I going with this? I don't even know. Yeah. I mean I can see why analysts and fans are kind of freaking out, right? Because big maybe they practice Mirage beforehand going into it. But after performing fairly poorly on it the first map they just kept going back to it and i think that's a big thing that really frustrated big supporters and the analysts yeah that's fair uh obviously they played g2 in that second matchup g2 historically was not very good on mirage although we didn't see a lot of that with their new lineup as well so they were just kind of playing playing the matchup and i think they they thought they were better on mirage than they turned out to be or something but long term big should be okay yeah so we didn't really like know a lot about them right and i'm not even sure how much they knew about themselves i was watching i was actually listening to an interview it was of kasad the renegades coach what he was with mouse sports all the time and he was on thorin talks is that the name of his thing yeah, and so Kassad was saying that, like, Nex, obviously Nex performed really well in this major, but um, despite losing, but Kassad says that, like, if there's anything, like, outside of the game 
that is not like a hundred percent like next needs everything to be perfect right and like mm-hmm. to be completely prepared to, to for him to like win and so like i'm wondering if it made him nervous or the team nervous that they hadn't really performed at any tournaments or anything um coming into this major and like having xanteras like come a couple like you said a couple months before yeah yeah like i wonder if that kind of freaked them out was was that when next was on mouse sports or was he on mouse sports i don't even know yeah 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 it was when yeah he was on mouse sports and it was when nico was there and kasad was the coach for a little bit until it all kind of until nico left mm-hmm. and then it completely changed but that's um but yeah so I, I don't know how much that was a couple years ago like 2016 i think so I don't know how much neck like how much is like a lot can change obviously um in 2 years. So I don't know how yeah, much next is still like that. I think that's something that people overlook is I think people's personalities and what they need to perform. And obviously he was doing well, but you know, frags are one thing, but he may have not been doing like necessarily the following the game plan. I don't know. Not anything, but No, yeah, totally. And that might be just like a personal thing that next deals with but even if he goes to the major like feeling unprepared that kind of atmosphere can roll over to the rest of his teammates even if he's fragging out that's yeah that's a good point and and may, maybe it wasn't that and maybe he's not even like that anymore right because it's been a couple of years mm-hmm. and maybe it just came to them not performing well but like you said being only two months with this lineup i'm not I'm not really nervous for them in Berlin, you know? Yeah, definitely. I would be more nervous for NRG. Yeah, me as well. NRG, they just don't... They've had this lineup for a year, right? They've always had this reputation for being chokers, not showing up on LAN, not even making the major last year. And it sort of happened again. They beat teams that they're supposed to beat, and end up losing the teams that pose any sort of challenge to them mm-hmm. so at this point i mean i i don't think it's confirmed um there's rumors that Tarek's going to come in for fugly which to me is it's a very exciting change Tarek's obviously knows what it takes to win a major big brain <laughs> watermelon brain Tarek. <laughs> uh, i don't know uh when you compare big and nrg the 203 teams um the team that i think that would come out better is big just because of leadership uh gabby is definitely more of a proven leader uh he's gonna put in tons of time to making the team right uh getting xanteris back into form i'm sure we all know how good of a player he is mechanically and um adapts i mean he's had a year with the lineup it's not really energy is like a top 10 team in the world for a while now and they just can't show up at a major and so I don't know what energy's future is going to be, even with Tarek. I'm not sure if Tarek will eventually assume an IGL role there, um, which I would like. I think that'd be good for them because Breezy and Ethan are just insane talents that they deserve to win. They yeah. Really do. So I, I mean, I'm not. I I know the IGL always gets bashed because they don't typically frag and stuff, and the communities just don't like IGLs at all. You mean you can look at Zeus for that? Um, and I don't want to ever do that with, with Daps, but, I mean, 
I don't know what you what do you think about him? Yeah, I think that bringing in Tarek for Fugly was probably the better move, because, I mean, the thing I'm worried about is that like, I feel like God B and Big are like a team that's about to just like DM like through this player break coming up, coming up to the major, and just like grind where I don't know if NRG I feel like they might th- this like crashing out of the major might have a bigger impact on them mm-hmm. if that makes sense yeah definitely so I I don't know I'd be a little bit more nervous even bringing in Tarek it still yeah. takes time right like bringing in like we saw it with Zantara's like a couple months with the team is not really enough to gel completely and they have to deal with the player break so right because they have to come back through the minor right yeah they do which i think they will because like you said they beat teams they're supposed to beat yeah Derek's um, definitely a firepower upgrade there too so that's i mean having three star players we'll for sure to see what happens with energy it's too early to tell mm-hmm. but I'm i'm sure big will pull back and be a good team again in the coming months. Considering Tarek, I want to talk about Cloud9, this major. And as you know, I'm not like the biggest Cloud9 fan compared to most North Americans, right? I've probably disliked them more than most North Americans. Um, but I just want to highlight like some of the obstacles that they had to overcome. Because I think like they made it to two and three in the legend stage, and I think as we just jump in to the quarterfinals, that they're gonna be forgotten about. And so I just like okay, so after the mate like Boston, right? Skadoodle can't figure out what's going on, right? He he's like couldn't figure out what he wanted to do, right? Tarek and Stewie left. That's like three players, right? Their their lineup basically fell apart. And so they bring in two foreign players, which is Kiyoshima and Flesha. And that was like weird for Cloud9, right? Because they were like the USA, like Uncle Sam Counter-Strike team, right? Yeah, and yeah. So bringing in two like non-North American players was kind of weird. And auto- Automatic taking over completely as the op, like... I know he, like, obviously, we watched him in the major. He he played really well. Um, but changing roles is also hard. And then, like, so all these roster changes, then Golden goes inactive, right? Obviously, not his fault, right? He's just sick. And they bring on Zelsus. And so all the all these roster changes are coming, right? And let's. I want to talk about Zelsus a little bit because I think for Cloud9 to qualify for the legend stage like with Zelsus is huge and like no disrespect to Zelsus because he's a young young guy and like they brought they didn't bring him into frag right he was playing on swole patrol and like he wasn't necessarily like fragging out on swole patrol he wasn't dropping 30 35 kills they brought him in because they thought he could fulfill this specific role um, at the major and I think he did it like no disrespect to Zelsus in any way but that was just a couple months ago Right. And yeah, so, early January they brought up on. Yeah. And so they've had all these changes. And so going into like the major, and I'm not saying I'm not even saying that they played great this major. They clearly got better as they went on. Like the challenger stage, they lost to Vici, Tyloo, 
and they beat Furia, but they gave up a map on it. And then by the end, they were beating MIBR, they were beating Vitality, they were beating Hellraisers, they pushed FaZe. So things got better, and it wasn't perfect. But I think like it's crazy that they overcame all that to even qualify for the legend stage. And like I think people are gonna forget about that. And also like Flush's mom passing away the day of and the guy just like performing on another level. That's yeah. I don't know how he did that. Like had so many obstacles. I, I don't know how you perform when with, with those circumstances. I would I mean I don't know how you be put in that situation and right you can't even like imagine yeah you can't even like put yourself in that position no no and then it's so unexpected too like you're just uh, it just had it's devastating obviously and then just that i think cloud nine's expectation or people have high expectations for cloud nine because they won the major and yeah they're a big fan favorite and you just kind of forget that they had two uh three roster changes and had to put zelsis in as a coach they didn't even have a coach yeah oh yeah we didn't even talk about that they didn't even have a coach there and you saw like like how much impact ynk has and running or and kasad has on renegades like not having a coach is huge and valens was a huge part of their major win and so not having them like that's crazy like they had so many things yeah it's a broken team that went to a major, went two three, and pushed phase. Yeah, two three in the legend stage. Ridiculous. If I am Vitality or like a Vanguard looking at the next major and looking at the challenge stage, challenger stage, like I don't want to play Cloud Nine. No. Right? Because imagine it, like a few more months with the players, they're gonna get better. They're gonna flush up. Will it will be a better atmosphere, and Gold Golden will only make the team better if he comes back, right? Yeah. Um, I saw him like I was mentioning to you earlier. I saw him playing some FPL today with Simple, um, because I was watching Simple stream. He <laughs> <laughs> tweeted that he's feeling better, and that's good. He's he's a really good leader and fanatic, obviously. Um, obviously, uh. Losing Zelsis would be a little bit disappointed, or very disappointed, obviously, that to get removed for Golden. But for the team, that'd probably be the right move. Uh, they'd have like a proper IGL. Flusha is doing it right now, but I don't know if he has any history doing it. Obviously, he did a good job uh, getting them to two three in the legend stage. But uh, I'd I'd like to see Golden come back. I think that'd be really cool for Cloud9. And I don't think Zelsis would even be that disappointed. I bet you that. Cloud9 kind of let them know what was happening, right? And that, like, hey, Cloud9, or Gold, there's a good chance Golden comes back. Mm-hmm. And, like, but Zelsis, I mean, I'm sure he's going to get, like, this was a huge opportunity to him, and he played a certain role really well. Um, and I think he could definitely slide into some of the, um, like, second tier NA rosters, like Ghost or Rogue or um, any of those teams. When a, when a spot opens up. And so, like, I don't think he's super bummed. I mm-hmm. think he's probably super pumped to uh, get to play in the legend stage, like, True, at, yeah. for your first major. That's pretty crazy. And then uh, all that experience he got from there, he could help him a lot. In, Absolutely. And tier two. Um, yeah, and not only, like, he probably boot camp for a couple of weeks against the best players in the world. Like, 
I bet he developed so much. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the other thing I I love Cloud9 for, um, even though they're not staying like with an NA lineup, um, I like that they still continue to take chances on players. Like Kiyoshima has been sitting as a free agent for months and months, and nobody would pick him up. And Cloud9 brings him out, and he's he's a really good player. He hits. Obviously, he seems to be fitting well with the team, but he hits a lot of really, really insane shots and just bringing on Zelsus. They must have seen something in him, and a lot of people are writing Zelsus off because obviously he doesn't put up numbers, and it's probably a little bit too early for him to be playing at this level, but yeah. I think that you can see based on like Cloud9 picking up... Like Cloud9 likes to take chances on players. Like Stewie2K back in the day, um, nobody liked... Like he was very polarizing. Um, obviously, he turned out to be a really good player. Um, maybe Zelsus will. I don't know. It, it could be indicating that Zelsus has something to show. It was at least it was at least a huge step, and not just. And you know, the teams that potentially pick up Zelsus aren't looking at his numbers and being like, "Wow, we don't want that guy." Mm-hmm. No, they're like. Obviously, there's a reason, like you said, that Cloud9 brought him on. And so he plays a role well, and I think that he'll be able to now take this next step, learn from this, um, and move on to the next step in his career. Yeah. Like, everyone starts on a Swole Patrol, right? So I think, if anything, it was a, this, this tournament was definitely a positive for Zelsus. Yeah. All right. You want to talk about champion stage yeah yeah get the pick them up here all right we'll just go match by match here uh Stralis versus nip hmm <laughs> i mean can you really can i mean do we talk about like i have yeah, a Stralis. <laughs> i picked I mean, a. i mean say something about nip and i am really happy for nip that they qualified for the playoffs. I yeah. think for like to see Forrest and get right and Den- like Dennis performing that last map um, after not having a shaky start. Like it was really cool to see Nip advance. And yeah, Dennis is showing up after saying he doesn't. He's like, yeah, I can't play anymore. Tweeting. He, I don't know. I understand. I was like, Dennis, you sound so disappointed on Twitter. Like you haven't lost yet. He's <laughs> like, I just forgot how to play. I'm like, dude, you're 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 not out. But anyways, I guess he. You have to have like a mindset, right? So like, as soon as that next match starts, he flipped, and he was like, all the confidence in the world, and he played up to standard. Um. And got them qualified, but also I think their goal was qualification, and I think now they're just. I think they're okay if they get knocked out by Astralis. You know what I mean? And so yeah. I I don't know if their attitude will be there to be able to pull off an upset, or the skill to be honest. Like, I mean, not saying they're not good, but Astralis is on a completely different level. Yeah. Nip has a history of upsetting Astralis on maps, but it's in best of ones. Um, mm-hmm. They might be able to pull a map off of Astralis, really. I mean, yeah. If Astralis is only 87.5% healthy or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're sick and still destroying teams. Um, I think, yeah. 
I think it's that's an easy decision of Stralis, and if they lose, then there's not one person's pickums unless you're an NIP fan who's not destroyed. Yeah. All right. You want to talk about Renegades? I might be here. Oh yeah, that's gonna be the best match matchup of the uh, quarters. I sure. think it will be the best Counter Strike played. I mean, as both teams, the most competitive Counter Strike. Man, MIBR. I'm looking at the maps right now. MIBR loves to go to Inferno. Yeah. They're, they're. I don't. They're his, historically their Inferno is just with this core like Fur, Fallen, Coldzera, maybe Taco. It's just it's shaky. They don't. They're not. It's not like a reliable map to be picking for them. Like it. it they don't have like a map, at least with this lineup that we've seen in the major, that they can call like their pick, I guess. Cause I mean, I, what, I'm looking at the maps too, and like they've hardly played anything recently, so yeah, it's hard to know exactly how these maps are going to turn out. And I think like Renegades. Okay, we we have to give a a little disclaimer here, because <laughs> me me and D Dub are the most hardcore Renegades fans. Sorry, Australians. Australians. Because um, the Renegades gaming house is like 20 minutes from where we live. Uh, <laughs> so we root for them pretty hard. Um, but honestly, I think Renegades could very easily take... The, or not easily, but there's a very high chance that they take this map. Or this match. Mm-hmm. I can't speak. Because um, like, look- like their map pool... Is freaking deep now. Like, and so I think like MIBR doesn't really have an advantage there. I think their advantage comes with the firepower they have and the players they have having fallen Cold Zera for Taco. Yeah, if you let them get going, it's hard to stop. Like Renegades are playing on a new level. And so like when I look at the head to head and like MIBR has won eighty percent of the games, like I don't take that really um I don't consider that too much of a problem because Renegades are playing unbelievable with their like the the roster changes they've made. Um, but I I really think it's a coin flip. I really think it's a coin flip to be honest. Um, yeah. I hope as a Renegades fan, and I'm gonna pick Renegades because if I have to put some evidence behind it besides my um, overwhelming love for them. I think it would be just the fact that the renegade renegades are like super confident with what they're at and what they're doing, um, and we haven't seen a lot from MIBR. And obviously, they have seen a lot from practices and scrims and stuff. But renegades just continue to perform against the highest competition, and renegades like are on a roll. So I that's what I think is just going to push them over the edge. But honestly. It's a coin flip, in my opinion. Yeah, that confidence right there. I, it's going to come down to the confidence levels, I think, a lot of it, because Renegades are historically chokers. Uh, I think they've put that to bed, I think, in this major. They just look so calm and so, so, uh, the word, like, confident. Yeah, confident um, in what they're doing. And it's just, it shows in the game. Uh, t- they're the only team to take a map off Astralis, and that being Mirage. MIBR played it twice. They can't ban it, so I think Renegades can get 
their pick on Mirage and win that pretty pretty nicely. Yeah, they look good on Mirage. Um, also, Renegades qualifying for Legend stage, like they don't really have a lot to lose. Right, yeah, that's true. so that will add to the confidence, I think. Um, and Jacob talked a little bit about it in an interview. Um, how everyone con- continued to consider them underdogs, and he said he d- doesn't care at all, and that it makes him feel like he's got nothing to lose, so he just plays balls to the wall. So I think that gives him an edge, and to be honest, we could have said that about Nip too, um, but I think Astralis is too good, and where this matchup is more of a coin flip, and so mm-hmm. I think it might give Renegades a bit of an edge. But, yeah, I'd give Renegades an edge here because MMBR has expectations. They have major winners. They have history. Renegades, people didn't even know if they were going to make it on Challenger stage. Now they've lost one match to Astralis where they took them to three. Yeah. So that's super impressive stuff coming from them. Got a deep map pool. Uh, lots of confidence. I'm, I'd, I'd go Renegades here. And ultimately for the pick'em, this matchup probably isn't like make or break so so you got to put your team gotta gotta go for <laughs> gotta go for the boys the boys yeah the boys all right uh navi phase navi phase i'm looking at hltv right now navi is 80 not 80 excuse me 64 percent chosen and i think that has a lot to do with the way that navi's performed up to this point or phase has performed up to this point yeah, it's phases. Phase is a strange. It's been weird watching them get pushed by complexity and then looking really good against Cloud Nine. They're just yeah, they are inconsistent. Yeah, I mean, and I basically it's. I'm really interested to see Navi versus or uh, Simple versus Nico. That's gonna be yeah. really fun. Like two of the best players in the world. It's gonna, I think this is going to be really... I said that Renegades MIBR would be the, one of the most competitive matches. I think this one might be um, the most fun to watch. Um, and I'm looking at the maps here, and it's really interesting because FaZe basically has two permabans. Um, Overpass, which I think they will ban first just because Navi is 80% on that in the past three months. Um, and Navi is not very good at nuke, um, mm-hmm. but but something that's interesting is that phase against Cloud Nine let nuke drift to the third map, and that's something that I could see them ha- happening here, just because Navi has only played it four times in the past three months with a twenty five percent win rate, so I could see them letting that float, and then banning overpass, and then with their second ban banning something like train um, yeah i think train would go maybe inferno inferno they, too team looks great on inferno. yeah um, um but the fact that flate yeah like um letting letting nuke go through in the bands against cloud nine where cloud nine didn't look good on overpass against tyloo i think that was the only time they played it um i think that shows that phase's decision on the perma man is overpass although that says well I don't know. They, they they have two maps played, but but I mean they instantly. I think they will go first. Yeah, I think it will go first. And Navi it's interesting. I bet I bet go. these teams. 
Like, I bet Mirage and Dust2 get played, and I bet these teams win their own map pick. And it comes down to a third map, which could be either, like, Inferno or Nuke. Um, and so I think it's going to come down to the third map. Um, and it will be it really exciting. It could go to Train, too. You're right. Yeah. Because Navi, I don't think they would do Nuke. Uh, they definitely wouldn't do Nuke over Train, looking at the win rates, but... Um, so we we see that overpass and cash go. That's the team's perma bans. Mm -hmm. uh, phase, uh, phase like to pick dust too. I don't see why it would change here, especially with Navi having sub fifty percent win rate. Uh, and then Navi tend to like to pick Mirage. So I think those are definitely each team's uh map choice, unless something really weird happens, and then in which case I have no idea what happens there. Um. The third map, we have Inferno, Nuker, Train, and... It could really be any of those, to be honest. I don't really know what's going through the heads of FaZe as it pertains to Nuke. Um, I don't think Nuke will get played. Yeah. We'll see. Inferno versus... Uh, it's just weird, because I know Guardian, um, Guardian can really get going on Train. Mm -hmm. He he can swing maps really bad. Um, obviously, Simple's on the other team, so that's uh, you always have that. That'd be one heck of a duel. It's hard. Yeah, this this might be more fifty-fifty than. I don't know. I might MMR. go. I I'm taking Navi, just because of their form going into it. I think that's form true. is a big thing, and I think that Nico can kind of get a little tilted. <laughs> <laughs> and they struggled in the legend stage. They won, but like those players, like Nico, to get that good, like you expect perfection in every single round. And like, I don't know if they play. Obviously, they didn't play up to what they believe they're capable of. So Navi is going to feel confident going in. And honestly, like Edward has been turning up all right. Like, um, and Lamy's really. Yeah, Flamey too. And so I feel like with the like the increase in not firepower, but um a little more support for simple and electronic are really gonna push them across the line. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Navi. Yeah. Phase the only way they'd win this is if they go to three maps. They look awful on Mirage. Yeah. With two strats, uh, A smokes and rush B. Uh, you can't you can't be doing that at a major like they just they're they're relying on the team to open up kills and Navi has simple and electronic and you're just not gonna get those openings every time so I think Navi is the pick here for sure um yeah it's not as fifty fifty as I thought uh because Navi really can take dust two off of phase no problem yeah and I just don't think phase just looks up it's not not your usual phase. Yeah. So that's just why I'm gonna go with Navi. Yeah, I, I'm. That's a pick as well for me. All right. So Look we've got easy for ends. Easy for ends. Again, Liquid is just really freaking good. Really yeah. good. I'm gonna look at their. Uh, look at the maps here. Obviously, Liquid's an over or, uh, favorite here. 
Yeah. I think I think Train gets banned instantly. Um honestly, I don't even think it matters about the maps. I think Liquid will pretty much take it to Ents. <sighs> I'm really happy that Twitch chat isn't here. <laughs> they might get a little upset. <laughs> HLTV. Let's see. The, here's the survey for uh, everyone picking who's going to win. Ents 52%, Liquid 43 or 47. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's easy for ends, but I think I think Liquid just with their form and everything is going to take this one pretty easy. Yeah. Sorry, ends. Sorry. I know. I know it's the uh, the reverse sweep of this uh, legend stage. Something. Dude, everyone like said that about Cloud Nine in Boston. But, but it's just not the same. It's not the same. If you're doing your pickums at home, folks. Don't don't believe the hype. Ents are good on train, but we're not gonna see train. No, we're not gonna see train. And then liquid on mirage. You you can look at the win rates and sixty seven percent liquid, eighty two percent ents, but I still think liquid's better on that map. Yeah. I mean, uh, I I would not be surprised if ents pulled out a map. Actually, I might I I would be surprised, but I don't think it's impossible. But I think it's pretty, maybe 9 out of 10 times, I think Liquid wins the match. Yeah, Ents are going to, I think Ents take Nuke as their map pick. Yeah. And I think they will lose it. And now that we have made our pickums, we have guaranteed that Nip, MIBR, Ents, and FaZe will win. <laughs> <laughs> No way, not nip. Don't 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 direct your death threats to us, guys. <laughs> All right. Community loves those. Community loves those. Smoolia loves those. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, let's look at if things go as planned, let's look at the semifinal matchup of Astralis and Renegades. D dub, are you gonna was... are you gonna Pull an upset here? Are you feeling an upset? Uh, we've seen this matchup when Astralis was apparently like 100% sick and they'll be 0% sick uh, probably when this one comes up. So I don't see, as much as I love the boys, I don't really see a way that they're going to pull it off unless they got some. I mean, okay. Can't no, I actually, no it, this is like. Very rarely do I think something is impossible. I think this is absolutely impossible. <laughs> I am, dude. You know how big of a Renegades fan I am, and I think that it would be absolutely impossible for them to win. Oh, I mean, imagine, imagine. Go back to the best of mm -hmm. three in the challenger mm -hmm. or the legend stage. I never get the things right. Um, let's let's. Go into alternate world where Renegades get 12 rounds on CT nuke. Like, do they pull it off? I don't know. They probably still lose that match. I don't think but... they get 12 rounds on CT side. I, yeah. I I think they get 10 and then lose. Yeah. No matter how many. They could get 15 <laughs> on CT side and potentially lose. So, yeah, uh, definitely the safe play is put Astralis through all the way. Um, and this is for the pick'em. Uh, obviously, I would take a 
a gold pick'em or whatever, and Renegades winning the major. But I'm yeah, I'm gonna go with Astralis because especially since we've already seen the matchup, and Renegades put up a good fight, and like you saw how happy they were to like take one map off of Astralis. I think that's their peak right now. Yeah, I think you're right. I'll give that Astralis. Uh, Liquid Navi. <laughs> it's an interesting one. It's more interesting. It's less one-sided, less one-sided. but it's still one-sided. I yeah. As much as Liquid's so complete. Yeah. I would agree 100. percent I think they have like. That is a distinct advantage that they have over Navi, is that every any one of their players can win around by themselves. Yeah, you don't see Zeus one v no. on Reddit. <laughs> no, and I just don't think that Navi looks good enough to take down Liquid. I think there's only one team that looks good enough right now and... to take down Liquid. And we have seen the uh, this matchup already in the 2-0 bracket in the yep. uh, Legend stage, and Liquid 2 0 them. It's really so, hard to to take Liquid or to take Navi over Liquid there. Yeah, I I wish there was a world where you can see more upsets, but really, Astralis Liquid in the final. It's obviously the if you're looking play. for the pick'em coin, that's what we're, it's what we're doing. We're taking Liquid and Astralis. Yeah, that's. Definitely. And so this is where it gets interesting, right? Yep. This is for the diamond pick'em. You get it right, or and you get diamond, and you get it wrong, and don't. So, straws or liquid? That's a that's a hard take. I mean, I because we have liquid just one eye by power. I mean, discredit the event as much as you know it deserves. Um, they still did beat him in a best. It's true, game. but you know, you know, everyone. Possible. Those were basically scrims. Like, that's. Tr- I mean, yeah, the environment was definitely not. It wasn't a major, hundred percent. Plus, uh, Stralis is uh, Inferno is still unbreakable there, uh, and then we saw two maps which. Um, Dust two and Overpass, both Liquid took both. Um, I'm not sure we would see them again. I think we could see Train, which would swing the in uh, Stralis's favor. I think uh, we could say Nuke, which would go their favor as well. Basically, they have such a deep map pool. They have such a deep map pool, yeah, and I'm... clearly, I mean, Liquid is. <sighs> I'm not saying I think that maybe. Seven out of ten times Astralis wins this match. And yeah, I, think I think close to ninety percent of people are gonna take Astralis in their pick'em in the final. Yeah. Am I going to? It's just hard. Yes. <laughs> I'm th- I know. <sighs> My heart says liquid. My heart want I don't even know I'm not a big fan of liquid or Astralis. I don't really like I'm not, like, a big fan of just, like, dynasty teams, right? Like, some people are, and that's totally fine. Like, you want to see a team win three majors in a row with a player. Like, you you loved Fnatic. You love Strauss. 
right? That's cool. But I'm not like that. So like me right now, I just got to go for the team that literally looks unbreakable. Right? Astralis, yeah. they were all had like the flu and they still like fairly easily took care of Renegades and waltzed through the legend stage. Right. And I mean, Liquid, they they can be broken, absolutely. Um, Astralis had a 45 round difference. In, only... in three in, matches. In three, what, three, three, three maps. Four maps. Three maps. Liquid compared to that had 16. Yeah. Liquid got pushed by Avangar, uh, got pushed by Nip, both on, I think, Overpass. Uh, Avangar was overpassed. Yeah, Nip was overpassed as well. And that's the map that they beat Astralis on in I by mm. Power. Uh, I don't think that happens again. So I hate doing it because I really I don't like dynasties mm -hmm. like you. I, I don't. <laughs> Watching Astralis continually, continuously succeed, like, yeah, it's, it is impressive. But it takes away like, from the fun. If someone, um, if an Ants or Renegades or MIBR wants to ruin my pick'em, please do it. Because I just don't want to see Astralis. Actually, it might be worse if, like, Na'Vi beat Liquid. Because then Astralis would pummel Na'Vi. Yeah. If at least if we get Astralis, Liquid, yeah. we'll have a cool final. It'll be cool, most likely. and we'll see if if Liquid wins. Nafs won't have any facial expressions. I love you, Daps. <laughs> <laughs> what a freaking guy! A good clip. Uh, um, yeah. So if if uh, Astralis wins, I'll at least have a diamond pick'em coin to, you know, make me feel a little bit better. And if they lose, then I'll. I'll, I'll take the gold and go liquid, I guess. Yeah. Be happy that liquid won, I guess. It's pretty much a win win. For something. So we're going to take a Strauss in the final. Yeah. I hate doing it. I feel like uh, just taking the top every time. But... Yeah. It's hard. It's hard it's not hard to. Because to... um, most of these games, there's not like real upset potential. Like two of the quarterfinals were 50 50s, and the other two were like. It would be very hard to see the other team winning. Yeah, like yeah. 95 5. Maybe less so for Liquid. I, you could see Ents winning more than yeah. it, but jeez. Very one sided. Anyways, that was a good uh, wrap up, I think. Um, so I think we're going to finish our first episode here. It was fun. I had fun. Um, had fun. Yeah. You can follow our podcast on Twitter at 160pod, and you can look out for our new episodes every Wednesday. So thank you guys for...